0: Welcome to Photos with Sharita, podcast number 10. We're back and uh, we're alive. Hello, Rita.
1: Hello, Shara. Happy New Year.
0: Happy new year in February. So um, I appreciate that because January was a blur for both of us. We've had yeah. some things happening in our personal lives that have made it from about, I don't know, I'm going to go with Thanksgiving to now, just uh, more overwhelming than usual. Enjoyed the holidays and that, but Rita, um, you know, I know that your mother in law passed away and you know that I had the flu. So yep. I, I, we've just um, dealt with a lot and, uh, I'm just happy to be alive and recording a podcast today. So thanks for joining us, and we are going to talk about graduation slideshows, and you might be really confused now thinking, why are we talking about graduation in February? But we promise we'll clear that all up. So let's get started. So who talks about graduation in February, Rita? Um,
1: Apparently we do. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) here we are, and people are like, what? I mean, you know, May, June, that's graduation. Yeah. But... When photos are uh mm-hmm. in the picture, haha, pun intended, it's time to start talking about it and we wanna help moms and dads uh make a slideshow and make something meaningful at a graduation party that will be relatively stress free. We know it's an emotional time. We also know that we have the benefit of some wisdom about these slideshows and more, more um, to the point graduations because I like to, um, it's a braggy brag moment, I have four high school graduations under my belt now, yay me. And uh, that's just, you know, that you have four-for-four four kids graduating from high school. Now we're three-for-four in college, so uh, I'll talk about that another day. And then, Rita, you have a son in college, so you uh-huh. have lived through one senior graduation, and your daughter is a senior this year. That is correct. She sure is. So you have kind of that, you're in the throes of the college and the, the I don't know, I, I don't think your daughter's as a hormonal as maybe a couple of mine might have been. Um, I'm not naming names in case my children ever listen to the podcast. I don't think we really have to worry. But Clarissa's pretty even keeled, but she's looking at colleges, and you moved in her junior year of high school, if our listeners don't know that, which in itself could be a major trauma, and I have to, you know, give props. She's handled that so well, Mm -hmm. and now she's a senior, and, you know, you like her. You guys are, you know on a good in a good place and yeah. I can't I can't say that about all four of mine but it's just you know different seasons of life and parenting so you've got a senior and you're deciding right now what you're going to do for graduation party and kind of meaningful gifts and then my seniors I'm just going to give a really quick here's what happened with my seniors in graduation so my son and I'll date myself he's 28 so gosh his graduation was 10 years ago and he requested that he not walk for graduation or be in the ceremony. He did joint enrollment, so he spent his senior year in college and off campus of the high school. And I had a couple of people tell me that it was good that I listened to him. When he had said it twice, I said okay. And he did not participate in graduation. So there's a creative way to uh, make it stress-free <laughs> It was, Don't celebrate I mean, it. <laughs> let me tell you, it was awesome. Uh, so, we didn't really have to pay any of those senior dues, get a cap, a gown, do any of that stuff, and we didn't go to the ceremony. And other people thought that was really sad, and it's that rite of passage, but it was really what he wanted, and I listened. And it isn't that they got to dictate everything, but it was just a thing that was not important to him. And 10 years later, I could tell you, we haven't regretted it. And I remember my cousin who has four children said, Way to listen, because I think parents get a little pushy, senior. Year everything in, then mm-hmm. I got paid back double as I usually do because I have fraternal twins, and my daughters uh, were they were athletes and they participated pretty actively, so we did a slideshow and had a party and then my eighteen year old just graduated last May, and we had a very small family gathering, but we did do her ceremony, even though she did the same thing my son did, which was do joint enrollment and go to college and not go on the high school campus. They were not joiners. And then my twins were much more involved in the high school life. So I've done, obviously, a variety of things. And we've created two slideshows for three of my children, and I've created them as gifts for others. And, of course, we're both photo organizers, so we've done this professionally. So what's your plan with Clarissa, and what did you do with your son, Kobe?
1: So for my son, I actually asked him if he wanted a slideshow or a book. And we're going to talk about books in podcast number 11. Um, And he opted for a book. He said he didn't want a slideshow.
0: I'm going to just say, when you say book, you mean photo album, right? Because we do albums. So sometimes interchangeable, but photo album, you created a photo album for him, but not a slideshow.
1: Yeah, I created a photo album for him. And for Clarissa, when I asked her, she said, and I think it's because she's looking at what her brother got, she said she wanted a photo album. But we're doing a joint graduation party for her with the one other person that, um, that her family that moved here when we did. And I think I'm going to surprise them with a slideshow of their childhood growing up. They've basically known each other since nine months old and have always been in each other's lives. So I have, you know, many great photos of them together. So I think I will keep it as just, since I'm gonna surprise them and sometimes that can be a risk. We'll talk about that in a few minutes when we talk about photo selection, but I'm just gonna do pictures of the girls together. And it will be really short and sweet and probably just for the um, immediate families to watch. So I think that's my plan right now. But it could change.
0: It's February. Well, it's, <laughs> it's February. That's right. That's what I was just going to say. February. You've got some time, but not a lot of time because it zips by. And then if you mm-hmm. have anything happen, like we had happen in January and some things in December, yep. you know, the, the weeks tick by. They. They go quickly. So I love to hear that, and I love, too, that Clarissa does have that kind of lifelong friend. So a unique situation when you did move that another family from Oregon moved to Boston, where you are now. Yeah, so- that that had to help in the transition and moving in high school. So I love the idea of that surprise, and I hope that Clarissa doesn't listen to the podcast either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking so, our risk is low right there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me as well.
0: So here we go. Let's talk about kind of we're going to give some tips in how to prepare and then do photo selection and then some other little miscellaneous lessons learned and things that we know about slideshows as professional photo organizers that we do this for a living and uh-huh. we have our own children and our photos that we have to tend to. So the prep is probably the most key element that you can ta- you can take the time to do to kind of give yourself some boundaries and figure out what direction to go with the slideshow. So talk about what you think the most important things that you need to ask yourself right now if you're listening. Um, about the slideshow to prepare and get ready to create one. And this, by the way, is all for beginners. You
1: now you said this is for beginners, but even people have done them before. Sometimes it's a good reminder just so that we don't get down the path, going down a path, and go. Oh
0: yeah, I forgot. So I'm only laughing. I'm laughing because I think, or if they did one and it was a bomb, <laughs> right? A reminder, right. So yeah. right. Okay, you okay. know, because we learn
1: each time we yeah, do absolutely. things. We're like, oh, I should have done that. I'm going to remember for next time. So anyway, the I think there's a few questions you might ask yourself, and the first one is knowing when your event is. And we all, most of us, know when graduations are. And when we're talking about this, both Cher and I talked about our our. Um, kids who have gone through and were prepping for high school graduation. But there's also other um, graduations that are celebrated. If your child's gone through um, like a K through eight school, they make a really big deal about eighth grade graduation. So some people might be celebrating that and others might be celebrating kindergarten, you know, just fun other graduation events. And then there's plenty other schools that, you know, trade schools and college. And so just in general, when is your event? And then as far as knowing when you want to have the photos picked out by, you're going to back into that. So you're going to make a a schedule based on that your event is on June 3rd, like maybe that's when your party is, so you want your photos picked by X date, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, Then the second thing that you want to think about is who's your audience? Um, Is it a small group of intimate friends and family? Is it medium? Is it large? Is it a big hall? And then kind of thirdly, how is the slideshow going to be played? Like what... Is the audio system, what's the video system? Is it going to be played through a television? Is it at a hall so they have a projector? Just some of those details that we forget about until the night before and you realize you don't have the cord or someone's asking you know, questions and we start to panic and that's the last thing we want to do when that big event is the next day.
0: So I think all of those are such great things that you really have to think about right now Uh in order to get this thing done. And so if you're renting a facility or it's going to be in a home or a neighborhood clubhouse or that kind of thing, think about how are you going to play the thing. And right now, you might be thinking, oh, this is exactly why I don't want to do a slideshow. I hate technology. I want to do it. I know my kid would want it. And I've been to other parties that have a great one. And so don't think that with technology now, Um, Just to throw it out there, you know, there's so many venues and your own home have smart TVs. So there's probably a USB port on the TV that you can plug in a flash drive. Um, Apple TV and Chromecast, those two great things. We'll put these things in the show notes. But just take a breath and think, how's it going to play? And if you say DVD player, which is a little old-fashioned right now, um, it may still work. You know, if you have a working DVD player and you want to burn it onto a DVD, all of those things matter to figure out in your preparation. And at the end, and we'll reiterate this, I'm sure it's just test it before the day of the event.
1: <laughs> right. And I'm just going to interject something right now, Cher, because I'll forget. Um, have two ways you're going to show it though so if you're going to do it on the dvd also have it saved on a usb drive just a backup method there with you at the event location
0: love that love it so because on some another way people would take a laptop and take an hdmi cord and plug the laptop into the smart tv and then something doesn't work or i know um maybe you need It depends on where you create the slideshow. We're not going to get into all that technical stuff. Just decide how you want to show it and then seek out help for that if you don't know how to plug in whatever device to whatever screen. Because it could still be an old fashioned projector and there, and I shouldn't say old fashioned, there are very modern projectors now. You can Uh even show it from your phone if you have Apple TV, you can mirror. There's so many ways to show it. Just take a breath and then here's really, here's my best tip. Your kid will know how to make it work.
1: After, after <laughs> graduate.
0: If you have an eighth grade graduate, a high school graduate or college graduate, they'll make it play for you. The kindergartner, maybe, but maybe maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably at this point, right? We haven't had kindergartners for a long time. So yeah. anyway Don't stress about that, but know that there's so many options, and there's not one right way, but I love your tip. Put it on two different forms of media, so a laptop and a flash drive, or a DVD, you know, a round disc, and a flash drive or whatever. So love that. Anything else to add about, well, the audience thing. Do we want to talk about that just for a minute in terms of time and all of that? I know we're moving into selection next, how to pick the photos. But can we talk about the audience that they overlap?
1: I, I think we should. I mean, I think when it comes to the audience, I think that's part of that um, picture selection of who's who's there. And your teen, since we are kind of focusing on the the senior um, high school seniors, might not want to necessarily see some of the pictures that us as parents think are really cute, or have their boyfriends or girlfriends see them, or or neighbors or whatever. So. Depending upon the audience, that's a big factor that can definitely impact the photos that you select for this public show. If it's a super intimate group and they're giving you the thumbs up, mom, I don't care, or, dad, I don't care what photos you show. This is going to be cool and, and then go for it. But that's right. where that audience kind of plays in. There's the other part, too, where the length of the show is going to be a factor Based on the audience and how you intend to show it, so we 'll talk about that
0: in a, in a minute here too absolutely so so the length of the show is really what i 'm thinking that yep. overlaps so for the audience and the selection we 're moving into how to select the right photos and how to do it you know quickly without a lot of guilt, and maybe all your photos are not organized, so that 's part of why you 're not sure you can pull this off, but what I, I want to just kind of close out the length of the sh- length of the show. For the audience versus how you pick the pictures and how long the show is. And all I want to say about that is typically in graduation parties, and I've been to many, uh, you know, it's it's off to the side or it's in a room that it's just looping and playing that it's softly playing if there is music and it just goes through. And and it's not the center focal point of the party. Um, it's just one thing that's happening, you know, and there's food and there's, you know fellowship uh-huh. and all of that uh, and versus when you have a smaller you know intimate event with just some family and dear friends then you may sit and watch it from beginning to end so yeah. just keep that in mind because so often and we do this as vote organizers we have to really help people uh cull and get it down because no one mom's Dads, hold on, they just don't want to look at that many pictures of your kids.
1: <laughs>
0: I know you do and you love it. So you could have a long version for yourself, but um, shorter is better. And so, Rita, your optimum time that you think a slideshow really plays well is what?
1: Well, it, it does depend a little bit on the plan, if someone wants it to loop in the background or if it's that small intimate group. So I'm going to answer that question thinking it's that small intimate group. I'm going to really say, you know, seven to eight minutes, maybe 10 minutes max, right? Because if it is that small intimate group, people will know the photos. They'll probably be featured in some of the photos, especially if it's like we were saying, you know, close friends, families, grandparents, et cetera. And that always promotes some conversation and then it engages people that much more. So I, I, I want to say 10 max. My ideal, very ideal would probably be like eight and a half. but okay. that's going to, well, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was going to say for graduation, because that's our topic today, Yeah, I'm going to go with the 10-minute max. I cannot imagine a slideshow longer than 10 minutes for a graduate, for whatever reasons, um, and really almost any audience, whether you're watching it as a family or – uh, you know, it's just looping in the background. Ten minutes is a good rule of thumb for you. You can break the rule. I always love a good rule breaker. So if you want to go fifteen, you know, go if, ahead.
1: If you, you want to go fifteen, it. the only thing that I think Share and I would advise you is don't, don't be disappointed if people sit down to watch it and then get up to walk away. Like you <laughs> can't have your feelings hurt.
0: You Personally just... insulted. Right. <laughs> Sit down on the couch, watch it for two minutes, and get up. You're going to see that with the seven minute slideshow. Mm-hmm. Too. And so, yeah, I mean, you can't take any of this personally, but I just, if I was just starting out thinking I have my first high school graduate and I'm all excited and I'm going to do some cool things, I would want to know how long it should be. And 10 minutes to me is kind of that. And I think seven to eight minutes is a sweet spot. Five mm-hmm. five can be fine. You know, two to three is a little too short. But people's attention span with YouTube and the Internet and everything is pretty darn short these days. So anyway, there's the length of the slideshow. Now let's talk about how many pictures go in that. And we're, and we're going to operate from a seven to eight minute rule of thumb. Let's let's just say that, and and again, you can go longer and you can go shorter. But seven to eight minute slideshow. How many pictures would I want to pick? I'm pretending to be uh, mom of a new graduate, Rita. What would you tell me as a photo? How many pictures do you should I select for?
1: So for for that seven to eight minute time frame. Seventy to 80, 70 to eighty photos.
0: Okay,
1: and. The, not to get into the mathematical equation here, but the idea is that the photo is on screen for, you know, three and a half to four seconds, and then there's always a transition time,
0: um, that you want to allow for. So, so when if I, I don't know anything about slideshows, transition time means that when the photo comes in and then one goes out mm-hmm. and they come in and out. So I've seen a lot of this um in in parties and I've you know, I do suffer from migraines and this could be a trigger where they use every transition in a slideshow whatever software they use, where one flies in and then one flies out and then it opens like pretend open doors and then the next one does this and the next <laughs> Yeah, it's like all the colors in the Crayola box that they use. Yeah. They use in the slideshow, right. and I get a headache. It's it's like eye I fatigue. I, I'm I can't sit. I I have to walk away and like stand where I can't see the screen. Doing that, it's, it feels frenetic and a little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and both right. you and I design a slideshow like we would design a photo album. It's it's classic and it's traditional. It's right. using maybe three different transitions. And none of them are causing you know a seizure on the
0: side, so they're so pretty great, simple great tips about that transition so it's just a, yeah. the photos come in and out of the screen, and you want to you know pick that um so that it feels like a beautiful thing people are watching, not a thing like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, yeah. and you kind of have it you get a tick so it's
1: very very subtle, and I think the tip there would be, and this is depending upon the software that you choose to do this. Um, Pick three to four. No no more than that. You don't need any. And the the selections that you have in the software can be tremendous. But three to four, keep it at that and that will make you feel
0: good. The other thing I like that you said is about the photo being on the screen. So a lot of times I see they go way too fast. They just go too fast. So I want that photo on the screen for four to five seconds. I do. I want to look at the picture, especially if there's more people in it, which we're going to talk about next. It's not just the graduate. Um, and this is how you can make better photo selection. So, you know, don't, don't go two seconds for the photo because you're cramming so many photos in. Less is more. So it'll feel good when, when everyone's watching it. And the kids love to even pause and laugh at some of the pictures that are selected. So let's, let's get into the photo selection in terms of, if, you know, like I asked you, you said 70 to 80. So in my world, 75 is a nice number uh-huh. in terms of how you can thematically approach the slideshow for a kid. And, and in that, for moms and dads that have piles of photos, they've never got into the photo organizing, they feel overwhelmed, and oh my gosh, they blinked and their child turned 18, and it feels like they were just born yesterday and they were going to make a baby book and now it's too late, guilt, guilt, guilt. Release that. And with 75 photos for a slideshow, you can break that down pretty easily into, um, thirds. 25, 25, and 25. And you can go 25 in newborn to toddler kind of thing. And then 25 school age, meaning, you know, kindergarten to eighth grade. If it, we're talking high school graduation right now as an example. And then the last 25 are high school all the highlights of high school those four years Uh and with that said in each grouping in each theme of that kind of those mini sections of the slideshow you want to make sure that you're not just picking that child but you're picking picking you know highlights for the family cousins grandparents significant people in the child's life certainly if you had teachers that made a difference that's always fun because a lot of times teachers come to the graduation I know my kids' kindergarten and first grade teachers came to theirs and, you know, they love to see them, that they're like people now. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and so significant people, important people. And then that last 25, and I, I know, Rita, you and I have talked about this, is making sure that the high school, all the, you know, current fun friends and activities are featured because that's what the high schooler really loves. The high schooler doesn't love so much the baby pictures or when they were little and geeky or had braces and um my my girls especially love their bangs. That was the highlight. But was, why did you let us wear bangs? And I crack up. I'm like they wanted bangs. I mean, I we're not really hair people here. But uh you know, they hate their hair and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I was such a nerd." But <laughs> it's all part of it and we like it put is. A couple of those in there. But we also know that, you know, you want to be mindful. It's their celebration. So we're not trying to embarrass them and all that. So go in there. I'm picturing a mom at home looking at boxes and maybe half-started photo albums. And they have a whole bunch of pictures digitally, right? But they have hard copy because then when we're recording this podcast, we're talking about kids that were born and, 2000, 2001, 2002 probably, is that right? Well,
1: even 1999, because Clarissa was born in 99 just at the end of the year.
0: Okay, good. Riley was born in 99 too, that's right. Okay, so we know that in that range you still had print photos and digital cameras came about for families in about somewhere between 2003 and 2005 is usually when we find family got their first uh, digital camera and we all can look back at that and remember that the quality of those digital cameras was really low like n- not great even if you printed if you printed the digital I I know what they look like. They're very you know, grainy, Uh not high resolution. They're just not great. So first you've got the boxes of print photos you want to tackle, and you look at that and you think, oh, gosh, I can't go through this, and it's too emotional, and uh, it's too hard. You might want to get a friend, but all you want to do is look for 25 pictures and then just put them back. You don't have to tackle all the boxes. You don't have to get all that organized. You want to, or you want to hire a photo organizer? Go for it. But it's February; you have time. Just go in those boxes and photo envelopes, the developing envelopes, to get 25. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to digital, Rita. You want to tackle that about where they are on your devices and how you could get 25 photos if you don't know where they are on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 30 seconds or less.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, I think the the easiest thing to do is. One of the things that we do all know with um, our digital images is that we feel like we have duplicates. So I put a folder on my desktop, and it will say, you know, either duplicates or delete or something to tell me that when I'm done using the photos that I'm going to put in this folder, that I want to get rid of them because they're duplicates. So I put a folder on my desktop. It would say, you know, photos for high school graduation, um, slideshow and then it might say dash delete or dash duplicates and i would drag in so i'd copy them the ones i'd find on my you know different devices and i would drag them into that folder on my desktop because at the end of the day um, and this is a basic photo organizing tip is you want to gather everything and put it in one so as shara said with the printed photos in the different boxes you're tagging those with uh, Um, a sticky note or you're putting them all in one envelope in one spot there. And then we have our digital in one spot and then you'll, you know, listen to episode number. I believe it was five for scanning tips for scanning those printed photos. And then they're going to end up in that digital folder that's on
0: your desktop. Perfect. Um, So I love the folder idea and that's physical and digital. So you (laughs) make a folder on your computer. We do this all the time. It, Think project. It's a project folder, right? So yeah. when you have a project, even though you might say, oh, I don't want more duplicates, you actually do want more du- You want duplicates in a project scenario because you're going to want all the photos and the scanned photos that will now be digitized In one folder to make the slideshow. That's part of why people go kind of crazy on their computer because it's like, oh, I want that one from third grade and I know it's on here and then they're looking in that file and then they go in another folder and they're uh, everywhere. So create a duplicate. If you have folders everywhere on your computer, don't worry. We're not talking about cleaning up your computer or organizing your lifetime of photos right now. We just want you to make a graduation slideshow that you'll love and that's progress. So, congratulations on progress setting the date and then opening up some of your digital folders and making a copy of that picture I recommend Rita you do too don't you I mean oh, you duplicate absolutely. it right? when
1: I, and what I'm saying it
0: out of a folder like if you have a Disney folder like you went on this great vacation or wherever you traveled with your family like an annual vacation wherever it is don't take that picture out of the folder if it's Even remotely organized, um, you know, by theme or a date or something, just duplicate it, and you can look up in the file menu and duplicate. Whether you're on a Windows or a Mac, just learn how to duplicate the the actual image and put it in that folder on your desktop. So at the end of the seventy-five in that folder, yeah,
1: and that's earlier when I was using the terminology. Drag on Windows, you can literally just drag it click it and drag it, and it will make a copy of it. It's not moving it, which would then be taken out of the place, as Shara said, if it happened to be in an organized location. You don't want to do that, but that, that um, terminology is just, I don't know. Can you do that on the Mac, Shara? So that's
0: what I was going to say. No, if I open a folder on my mm. Mac and I click on that, a picture, you know, I found the picture, I open it, yep. I see it in preview, or I see it in photos, the app. Yep. I need to duplicate that photo to put it okay. in a folder. If I drag it, it'll go. Well, I shouldn't say that. In photos, you may be able to drag it. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it now. Um, yeah, that's okay. Just make sure that you look at copy or duplicate and that it's okay that it's in two places. You want it in your project folder, and then it's okay if it remains where it was originally. That's what we want. You to get kind of around, you know, your head around to get those 75 images in there. The frustration with it is then you make a slideshow and if you didn't duplicate or copy the image, whatever operating system you're using, you go to your family vacation album and you're like, where's that my favorite picture there? Uh I made a slideshow two years ago. Oh, no, that's kind of I mean, I think I'm just really describing how the messes happen on the computers because we move and shift things. So that's why we do the project folders. And then when you're done with the project, you can archive it on a flash drive or a hard, an external hard drive, the photo hub, like we told you about in the very beginning podcast episodes. Or you can just simply throw it away if you know the pictures are somewhere else. I kind of uh-huh. am a digital hoarder and I don't care if I have duplicates on different devices. It doesn't bother me because if they're by project and they're labeled, I know why they're all grouped together. So that's, that's a I think, a really great tip for people, beginners doing a slideshow or people who want to, you know, make a better slideshow than they did five years ago. There's, there's Yeah, absolutely. Okay so you have another great tip you always remind me of this because of our vertical uh video and Mm -hmm. with uh phones so talk about how to look for those you know
1: so one of the one of the things that Sharon mentioned earlier was the digital photos that were taken from you know 2004 through i don't know 2007 8 they consistently get better but um Now we have, obviously, very high-resolution photos. However, when they're uploaded or downloaded from Facebook or Instagram, the resolution can be compromised. The beauty with slideshows is that you can use a lower-resolution photo. When you're selecting them, however, opt for horizontal photos versus vertical and just think about your TV and how you view things. You're going to want to fill the screen. If it's vertical, it's going to have the black on the either on either side of the photo. So the horizontal photo will absolutely fill the screen better. Um, and if you have two to choose from, if you don't use the vertical, it will. It's fine. There's definitely ways to make that look, a, you know, more beautiful in the the slideshow presentation. But that would be. Um, You know, my advice as far as when selecting them, go for vertical over horizontal.
0: I was just going to ask you, so let's just say someone's listening and they've decided, I'm not going to do any baby. I'm not going to do any of that. I don't even want to look at print photos. I'm just going to use digital, whatever I could find right now. And I say high five on that because you've just let go of a lot of stuff that is just baggage for parents and the guilt. And every picture I look at, because I've never even heard this tip, like everything on our phones and my kids, we really have all vertical photos, which, by the way, I've seen with my clients. And I've told them to turn the camera, which I think we've talked about in another podcast episode. But Mm -hmm. right now, I'm the mom that I just looked at my husband's phone, my kid's phone, and they're all vertical. Should I still make a slideshow?
1: Well, you know, it's funny, too, because I think when I ended what I was saying – I said go for vertical over horizontal, <laughs> and obviously I, sw- I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say go for horizontal over vertical, and then you just said all that. So it's like, I'm pretty sure I said that backwards. Um, no, you can still make a soft show. I mean, this the whole thing here is to embrace the photos we have and celebrate them and tell a story, right? right. So if we've taken them vertically, we've taken them vertically. Okay. It, and it just visually yeah. it really understands... Has. It's going to present a little differently, but that doesn't take away anything from the thought and the love
0: that's put They're into it. It's still fun to watch, fun mm-hmm. to look at, but from here on out you'll remember, I think, a lot more to turn your phones, turn your device to horizontal because yeah. our screens are built for horizontal, but all the stuff on the phone, yeah. Okay, so that, I think those are great tips. And then the other one to me is low resolution works on uh, screens. High resolution is for print, and we'll share more about that in our album, our graduation album podcast, which will be coming up soon. So what that really means is a lot of times kids have great pictures on their phones or in their social media. Maybe it's their Snapchat, Instagram, and a couple of these kids might use Facebook, but that's for old people now, apparently, um, I'm told. So... If you can get some of your kids' social media photos, some people want to surprise them, so they might be, I'm air quoting, stealing them from their kids' social media accounts, or you ask your kids to look, you know, they can come in low resolution. If they text you a photo um, instead of email, they're, you know, you get low res. Yay for slideshows, it'll still look great on the screen. You don't uh-huh. need as high a resolution of photos, so that's another, like, uh, guilt-free thing, just, Wherever you can get the photos, get them and get those 75 together. And uh, this is maybe a little bit more advanced. You can certainly include video clips, but it's a whole nother level of editing because the video clips probably need edited. And then you can include them in a slideshow. But um, we're not going to go into any details about that. But just know that you can, it's a mixed media slideshow, you can do still and video, right? Um, and then... I'm going to say something about music and then Rita's going to give you a great tip about um, one other kind of two specialty slides you need to make. Yep. So on music, most kids have favorite songs or pop songs and they want to put those on a slideshow. You know, it might be about friendship or whatever it is. They could be mushy or they could be just their, their favorite song they, you know, like to dance to, whatever it is. And it, you have that on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, wherever they do their music and you could put that on a slideshow, and a lot of slideshow programs allow you to embed that, you know, an MP3 file there. Um, We just want to tell you that for, um, you know, because we're professional photo organizers, there's a lot of issues with copyright music, and we don't really own the rights to do that. Well, none of us do. Um, For personal use only, so if you're going to keep it within your family, then you'll probably be okay But we want to just say that if your child posts any part of the slideshow and the song on social media, you're putting some risk there. You have risk of, you know, infringing on music copyright. YouTube certainly shuts down some um, homemade videos that people have made when they use popular music. And we'll put in the show notes, we have some absolutely gorgeous songs for slideshows about photographs and memories. The kids even like the songs. Uh, They're customized for slideshows, and we'll give you a a resource for that. So just that's my, you know, soapbox on music. (laughs)
1: Well, and there's also, there's also a lot of, if you search for royalty-free music, I get it. It's not what the kids are listening to today, but it is also another option for music that, um, I mean, royalty-free means a variety of things which we're not going to get into, but it is, it is, it's another option for, for music for your slideshow. I think,
0: so, I think just to close out that music thing, I do have one more yeah. thing to say. What a surprise. And that is the music is, a thing that, you know, enhances the slideshow, but the slideshow is really about the photos. Yep. What a surprise. Just like everything else that we do, it's all about the photos and the stories. So the music is a secondary or even the third thing, and it really, in a party setting, should be playing softly. So I, I just don't think that's the vital part of the slideshow. Yes, it makes it lovely, and yes, if you're in a different event than a graduation, you know, the, the music may be even more meaningful and important. But don't get hung up on the music thing. Just um I you know good advice. Most fabulous photos. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so the final uh I think tip that we want to share with you today is the beginning and the ending of your slideshow. So just like um a book has a you know, an intro and an ending, your um slideshow's first slide uh, can really be anything you want, but but think about it. It could be a beautiful quote. I, a lot of people use Dr. Seuss when it comes to graduation related ceremonies um, but just something that opens it up but it 's a quote and it 's a short quote and it 's easy to read and remember it 's going to be displayed on a probably a large TV screen or something so that your your people viewing it. But don't make it be, you know, a paragraph and a half in in a very small font. So that's the first one is to have a really a beautiful quote to open up the slideshow. And then the second one is an ending slide. And that might be a beautiful message to your you know your graduating um, child, how proud you are of them, or you know inside jokes I don't care it's just it closes it and and it can be a little longer. both those slides can be on the screen a little bit longer than. When we talked about for photos, it's like five to six seconds is that screen time. If they're reading it and you want to resonate it, resonated, you can set up your slideshow so that particular one is on the screen for, you know, a little bit longer, 10 or 15 seconds, just so that you can read it and enjoy it. Um, and that really gives your slideshow a beautiful beginning and ending to this very, you know, big moment. They're graduating high school or, or eighth grade, or if it's kindergarten, it's on to, you know, bigger and better things. But still, it's, uh, it's a celebration with family and friends, and, it, and the slideshow is a beautiful
0: way to do that. I love it, and I love that um, opening and closing slide. I think it's uh, so important to the slideshow. I think in the absolute opposite you do, and I think the opening maybe has the kid's name and a date, you know, the dates for mm-hmm. historical value, and I think the end has this beautiful quote that tugs at their heartstrings but to your that's why we're all different but you could start it with a beautiful quote and end it with we love you from mom and dad and then Uh again somewhere just include either on title or end the date because you know someday somebody might go when did Johnny graduate what year and nobody can remember and you can look at the slideshow (laughs) (laughs) it's always good to know the dates I, I like to date things but that really does finish out the show in a beautiful way. And it's also a good transition when you're starting it, if you're showing it in a group setting, for everybody to get settled and watch that opening slide. And, yeah. uh, and like Rita said, not a paragraph, just a very short quote, right. a few words. Uh, back and front end makes her beautiful beautiful gift and and what I want to say is congratulations if you are a parent you know I, the the kids get all the congratulatory things and presents and all that but I always congratulate the parents for getting someone through uh, a milestone graduation high school college I'm probably not as um, generous with my compliments of kindergarten but grade, <laughs> you know, high school uh, but that teen years in the early 20s you know can be some rough times and and it's a big deal and mom and dad or at single parents they have you know I bow to you you have you have done an amazing job raising a human being so congratulations and now go out there and make a wonderful slideshow and don't have any guilt about what condition your pictures are in or are not on the computer or in boxes and drawers you can do this thank you for listening to graduation slideshows photos with Sharita episode number 10. We so appreciate you being here and we want to remind you that you can pop over to the website for show notes and leave a comment or subscribe to the podcast. We'd love you to leave a review and we always love to hear from you. One thing that we um, forgot to mention is don't stress about how you create the slideshow. Maybe everyone's going, but how do you make one? Uh, Well, Apple Photos, if you're, you know, an iPhone user or Mac and Windows. And if you use Google Photos, you can make a slideshow in there and export it. And then there's slideshow software specific to creating slideshows with transitions and all of that. And we'll put all of those links in our show notes on that page. And don't forget to sign up to get notified for our next podcast. And we have a great resource library there where you can find all of the tips and tools that we use ourselves and you'll get that free ebook six ways we organize and enjoy our own photos. And if you really need help with this, consider hiring a photo organizer if you don't want to tackle this on your own. We think you can do it and we're cheering for you and congratulations again on having a graduate this year.